Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online and Play Action Pools. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron and start of the new football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. And make sure you head over to the website or use the mobile device and sign up today for 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager is refunded up to $25, 100%. For new customers only, by signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And exciting news our podcast is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sports we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up on our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select 10 highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college football, and whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Believe Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. Yo, what up, Ticket Potters and Fantasy Focus Network family? Sky back with you, rolling with the solo pod today. I'm gonna get a uh, get some personal information out there and give you some of my personal most drafted players, the players that I manage on the most teams, the most teams that I've ended up rostering, and the players that I've ended up rostering the most throughout eight teams this year. And then I'm gonna get into some 2021 predictions. I'm going to get into my playoff predictions, which teams make the playoffs, playoff seeding, and then also some of the awards. And then finally, a Super Bowl pick for Super Bowl 56 in 2022. So if you're just joining us here, feel free to jump in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Periscope. I'll get to as many as I can rolling solo today. This is episode 447 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. You're listening to it here on the Believe Podcast Network via podcast. And if you're on the YouTube channel or Facebook, Twitch, and Periscope, you're watching via Fantasy Focused Network. Very excited. We got NFL football coming up later here. We got the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, of course. And I will be jumping on with the next episode of Bringing Back Bucky. And we're breaking down the preview of that game and then giving you some of the players inside the top 12 and 24 that were fading for ECR and then outside the top 12 and 24 at the respective positions that we are buying for this week. So not quite a start sit. Once again, that start sit happens on Sunday morning. So make sure you tune in Sunday morning, join us 
on YouTube, stream live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time, start, sit, show. We'll have as much of the crew as we can get going for three hours prior to kickoff, and we'll get all the start, sit questions going on during that time. So this isn't as much of a start, sit question, and the next one won't be either with Bucky. It's more of an ECR comparison, but Sunday morning, we'll have the whole crew there for you to get through the start, sits. All right. Again, I am rolling solo today, so it's going to be a lot of me, but I'll try to get this through as seamlessly as possible. I want to start here with just kind of an overview of my drafts. Now, there's two ways you could think about this. First of all, I'll just give you a heads up right away. If you're not interested in what I've been doing this summer, how I've been drafting personally, if you're somebody that doesn't care uh, how I draft, it's totally fine. I don't take offense to that. It's not a problem, and you're more than welcome to fast forward to the second half of this episode when I give you uh, record predictions, if you're interested in that, and then my predictions for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Coach of the Year, things like that, and then my Super Bowl pick. If you want to hear that stuff, I'm telling you right now, fast forward and get to the nitty-gritty later. If you're interested, though, in how I've been drafting, what players I've ended up with personally, and what teams I've been drafting from the most, it might be surprising and give you a little perspective on what I've been doing. Now, there are two mindsets in fantasy football, I think, with listeners who aren't analysts and don't do this the way that I do this. And it's either like the guys that I listen to and gals that I listen to in the industry, I want to know who they're actually drafting because it's really, I wouldn't say easy, but it's commonplace for us to sit in the hot seat where I'm at right now and tell you, draft this guy, draft this guy, draft this guy. Don't draft this guy. Don't draft this guy. Don't draft this guy. Okay, fine. My analysis gives me one or the other. You guys know that I try to be honest with that. So, okay, I tell you not to do those things. I'll tell you to do those things. But the reality is, am I actually doing those on my own? I've been telling you all summer, fade Josh Jacobs, okay, for example. Now, did I actually end up drafting Josh Jacobs in one of my eight leagues this year? That's something, as a listener, I would want to know because it's important that me and our crew here at TCK and Fantasy Focused practice what we preach, right? And if we're not practicing what we preach, and I'm telling you, fade Josh Jacobs, fade Josh Jacobs, and behind the scenes, I'm kind of like, ah, man, he won't be that bad. I could use the volume. I'm going to take him on a couple rosters. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, and that's no good, right? So I want to be as honest as I possibly can. Some of those scenarios did pop up because I have so many teams and so many rosters. Some guys I'm not hot on that I did draft. There's other guys that I'm extremely hot on that I didn't draft. For whatever reason, my place in the order, somebody sniped me. I'm in listener leagues with you listeners who know I'm looking for. So you pick them up and reach before I get there, right? So there's some gamesmanship as well that unfortunately didn't allow me to get certain players. Or there's two players that I love. I've got to pick one. I pick one of them, and the other one just simply isn't available by the time I get around to another pick. So if you're interested in listening to what I've been doing this summer, who I've drafted, and what teams I've been drafting from, stick around. That's going to be the first half of this episode. I'm going to break that down thoroughly. If you're not interested, it's okay. Fast forward into the second half here and get into my predictions on the other side. Okay, I'm going to jump right into this here and start reviewing the teams that I have the most capital of. Now, this is the teams. I'm going to break the teams down first. All right, so if I go 
through these teams here. I, this is insane. I don't know how this worked out. There is only one. So I have eight teams that I've drafted, right? Some, some are dynasty rollovers, of course. So it's only like four or five rounds of a rookie draft. And then most of them are redraft leagues. Some of them are super deep rosters. Some of them are shallow rosters. Obviously all those things fluctuate. I'm in a guillotine league, which is 16 teams. I'm in a 10 team league redraft as well. So there's a lot of fluctuation here in the style. But I took every single one of my rosters. I took every single one of my players that I've drafted. Now, this doesn't include any trades that are going to come up throughout the season or waiver guys, right? I'm not sure I'm going to keep track of all that stuff here necessarily. I'll take care of the the big ones, right, that pan out or don't pan out. Um, I'll review those at the end of the year like I always do. But I'm not going to do every single move because in every league I'm doing 30, 40 moves throughout the season. But I have taken every single player that I drafted and put them like with their corresponding team. How many players per team did I draft? So I have that breakdown. I also have it on an individual basis. How many times did I draft that individual player? Okay. For example, I'll throw one out here. T. Higgins, a guy that I've loved all summer, right? I've drafted him in two leagues, two out of eight. Now I want him in more than two out of eight. That's only right. That's only a quarter of my leagues. I want him in more than that, but wasn't able to scoop him in more than two of my eight leagues. Right. There's some other guys that I love as well. Nick Chubb, another one of my guys, only in two of my eight leagues. Right. So that's disappointing to me. There's other guys here. I'm going to roll through the entire list as we go along, but that's to give you an example. I'm going to mention the player and then tell you how much I drafted them. Now, unfortunately, at the end here, we're going to get through a giant list of great players. And I love most of these guys, but I was not able to draft them in any of my eight leagues for one reason or another. I will go through that big list at the end here. All right, let's jump in here. And once again, I want to give one quick reminder. Sunday morning, 10 a.m., 1 p.m., we're going through the start sit onslaught. Make sure you jump in and get into us to get your start sits here. We're going to be live every Sunday morning on YouTube, so make sure you're subscribed right here to the Fantasy Focus Network page. Hit the bell, subscribe, leave a comment, jump in here if you'd like to. Also, make sure you follow Fantasy Focused everywhere on social media and follow me on Twitter at Sky Guasco. Leave a rate and review for the podcast as well, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, available anywhere you listen to podcasts and the Believe Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. Without any further ado, we'll jump into my teams here. So there is one team, one NFL team, somehow I didn't draft any players from. Comment right now in YouTube. If you're you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Comment right now because I'm going to mention them last. Comment right now which team you think I didn't draft anybody from. Spoiler alert, this is a very good NFL team, but in my opinion, not a lot of fantasy value. They're top heavy, so I wasn't able to get the couple of guys I think that are value. Therefore, I didn't get anybody on this particular team. Great NFL team, not a lot of depth for fantasy, and I just didn't draft anybody on that particular team. Leave a comment right now. We'll see if anybody gets by the time I get there. Now, two teams up at the top. Two teams I drafted seven players of. Seven players from the San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I'm a Niner homer, 
Okay. I'm not afraid uh, to mention that, but I hope that you also know that I try to be as unbiased as possible when we're talking fantasy football. And to be honest, I was quite surprised when I, all this shook out. I did not consciously plan to draft a ton of 49ers or saints for that matter. But throughout all my leagues, for different reasons, I have the most of those two clubs, seven players on each squad. For the 49ers, I have Raheem Mostert, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurd, Jeff Wilson, holding him through the pup in a dynasty league and putting him on my IR, Trey Sermon, the 49ers DST, and George Kittle. Okay, those are the seven players that I have for the 49ers, and I have different share amounts of those guys, which I'll get into later on. But those are the guys that I have for the 49ers. And for the Saints, the seven players I have, Adam Troutman, holding on to him, Alvin Kamara, of course, Jawan Johnson, who might be the tight end if, if Adam Troutman is out, Latavius Murray, no longer on the Saints, technically got released, but in the system he still is because he's a free agent. I'm holding him. I think he falls onto a squad. There are a number of teams in the NFL I think could use a guy like Latavius Murray. I'm going to hold him in a dynasty league. I got 20 roster spots anyway. Why not hold him for a week or two, and then I'll pick somebody up if they come hot on waivers. So Latavius Murray is kind of mishmash, but I'm holding him. Troutman, Kamara, Jawan Johnson, Latavius Murray, Marquez Callaway, Taysom Hill, and Tony Jones as well. So those are the seven guys that I have for the 49ers and the New Orleans Saints. Now, again, interesting because I, there's obviously Kamara, Raheem Mostert, right? Um, George Kittle. Those guys could potentially blow up and, and, and you know, win you weeks, win you leagues. But there are certain guys on those teams like Jameis Winston, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, right? Michael Thomas. Like I didn't end up drafting those guys on those particular teams. And I'm I'm frankly shocked because those are some of the better guys on those particular teams. And I just didn't end up with them. Interesting, right? I told you Michael Thomas a couple weeks ago, I wasn't drafting him no matter what. So he's off the board. But Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, love those guys. I have Trey Lance, but I've no Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I have Taysom Hill, but I've no Jameis Winston, you know? Those are players that I think should be rostered. I just didn't end up with them. And I think this is an easy exercise to do. It takes a little bit to compile, but easy exercise to do to give you an idea of how you actually drafted. And a guy like me that does this all day, every day, and tries to bring as much value as I possibly can to you, the listener, it's important for me to digest this on my own and go through it, the exercise, and find out who I actually drafted and who I didn't and why. So the Saints and the 49ers, I have the most players from, seven players per team. That's the most I have. I'll kind of crank through the rest of these guys a little bit faster here. The Los Angeles Rams come in at my second most rostered team with six players on the Rams. You got your obvious guys, of course, right, with the Los Angeles Rams. And there's also some 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 depth pieces there. Now, like, I'm including DSTs and kickers in this because I play in a couple leagues with DSCs and kickers. So you have your obvious, your Matt Stafford, your Cooper Cup, right? Um, you have the uh, 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 Ty, you know Tyler Higby, of course, but then you have the DST and you have the kicker as well, right? I, <laughs> those are kind of uh, inflating the stats a little bit on these better defensive teams for fantasy, but nonetheless, they're on my fantasy roster. 
All right, three teams at number five here. Three teams with five players, the Baltimore Ravens, Carolina Panthers, and Pittsburgh Steelers. Carolina Panthers was interesting to me because I have all three wide receivers, but then I have Christian McCaffrey and Sam Darnold, right? So I was interested to uh, see them, and I have the DST as well there. So pretty interesting. Ravens, Steelers, makes sense at number five. Fourth, I have four, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams with four players from those squads, the Bears, the Bengals, the Lions, the Raiders, the Patriots, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, and the football team. So I'm not going to go through every team that I roster just yet, but interesting, right? Lions, Raiders, Patriots, those are not teams I expected to have many shares of for fantasy football, but I do. I have the fourth most shares of those teams. The Bears as well. Surprising. Cincinnati makes sense. Should be a loaded offense. The Vikings, loaded offense. Buccaneers and football team, loaded offenses for fantasy football. And, of course, again, a lot of those squads, you have a DST and possibly a kicker as well there. I was surprised I didn't have more Buccaneers or I didn't have more Cincinnati Bengals potentially. Right? Only four. That was interesting to me. Okay, three players from the Falcons, the Cowboys, the Browns, and the Texans. Surprising here. I'm surprised I didn't have more Atlanta Falcons. Definitely surprised I didn't have more Dallas Cowboys. I'll get into that in a little bit. Also surprised I didn't have more Cleveland Browns. Love the Browns. Love the Falcons. Love the Cowboys for fantasy football. Only three players from each of these squads. Somehow over eight teams. Don't know how it happened but the chips crumbled that way. That's where we're at. Houston Texans, I'm surprised I own anybody. And, and to be honest, the player I manage the most on the Texans is Deshaun Watson because I'm just waiting it out, right? But there's a couple other guys. I'm high on Nico Collins. I'm going to take a shot on Brandon Cooks, right? Philip Lindsay might be worth a, a deeper deeper stash to see what happens. Interesting here with the with the Texans and then not having more Falcons, Cowboys, and Browns. I only have two players for the Cardinals, the Packers, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Jets, the Eagles, the Titans, and the Seahawks. Again, very surprised that I don't have more than that, right? The Cardinals, the Packers, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Chargers, right? The Jets might be sneaky this year. The Titans and the Seahawks, everybody in this list here, except for maybe the Eagles, should have four or five fantasy options. And not including DSTs. You can throw a couple of DSTs and a few kickers in there as well. I have two players somehow from the Cardinals, the Packers, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Jets, the Eagles, the Titans, and the Seahawks. Very surprising there when I broke it down. Now, we're getting close. Make sure you comment one more time here. Last call. See if you can comment the one team that I did not draft any players from in fantasy football. We've got some questions coming through. I'll get to those in just a bit. Hang tight for us, please. Rolling solo today, Sky Guasco on the ones and twos, just doing a solo pod here, so please uh, hang tight with me. All right, one player. I have one player from each of these teams, Broncos, Jaguars, Dolphins, and New York football Giants. Not terribly surprised about the Jags, although I do like a lot of their squad. I like James Robinson. I like Trevor Lawrence in a deeper league. I love Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault. Not crazy about Chark, but I only ended up with one Jaguar, one Denver Bronco. Love Judy. Love Javante Williams. Love Sutton. I could 
deal with Fant in a deeper league if I needed to. Maybe Melvin Gordon is an RB2 or 3. Just one single player. I'll let you know who that is soon. And then the Giants I'm not really high on and the Dolphins either. But the Dolphins at least deserve more than one player on your fantasy team. Great wide receivers. Mike Kosicki, Tua potentially. And if nothing else, maybe you go out there and get Jason Sanders, right? A top kicker in fantasy football last year if you have that. And their DST is improving as well. So just one player from the Broncos, Jags, Dolphins, and Giants. Now, drum roll here. We got it going. And we have we do have a guess, but not correct. MB, not correct. Guess the Lions. I have four players from the Lions. Drum roll. Somehow the Buffalo Bills. I do not have Josh Allen. I do not have Stephon Diggs. I don't have either running back. I didn't take a chance on Gabe Davis. I didn't take a chance on Cole Beasley. I didn't pick up their DST. I didn't even pick up Bass, right? A great kicker. I have no Buffalo Bills somehow. That is the one team in the NFL that I do not have any fantasy shares of in eight leagues, the Buffalo Bills. That was shocking to me when I ran all these numbers. Once again, let me blast these out and I'll get to a couple of questions. So again, this is the amount of players that I have per NFL team on my fantasy rosters. Saints and 49ers, I have seven players. That's the most. Rams, I have six. Ravens, Panthers, and Steelers, I have five players for. The Bears, Bengals, Lions, Raiders, Patriots, Vikings, Buccaneers, and football team, I have four players for all of those squads. I have three players for the Falcons, Cowboys, Browns, and Texans. I have two players, which is shocking with all these teams, only two players somehow with the Cardinals, the Packers, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Jets, the Eagles, the Titans, and the Seahawks. I have just one player for the Broncos, Jaguars, Dolphins, and Giants, and I have no shares somehow of the Buffalo Bills. Now, of course, I may have multiple shares of a particular player, right? So they don't come up multiple times. This is seven individual players for the Saints and the Chargers. This is three individual players for the Falcons and the Browns. So interesting to run that out. I thought that would be interesting for you all to hear. It was interesting for me to acknowledge when I uh, ran these numbers. So I hope that, you know, maybe gives you an idea of some of the teams that I was targeting and I ended up with. It'd be an interesting exercise for you to do on your own as well. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break, take a quick breath. Once again, if you're just joining, I'm Sky Guasco running the show on my own today. This is a quick solo pod. So I'm doing uh, my most drafted players and teams that I drafted with out of eight teams, the players I have the most of and the teams I have the most of. And then on the second half here, I'm going to get into my 2021 predictions, playoff predictions, award predictions, and my Super Bowl pick for the record. All right, let me dive into some quick questions. I'm not going to spend too much time on that today. Again, start, sit questions, save them for Sunday morning, dive in Sunday morning. I know if you have Thursday night questions, Hit those with us, obviously, earlier in the week. We got to get those for you earlier in the week. Feel free to jump in for Thursday Night Football. Sunday day, Sunday night, and Monday, please save them for Sunday morning. Start sit questions. Uh, That's where we're going to have all of our designated time for that. And we'll be able to have more practice reports, injury reports, figure out what's going on with Austin Eckler, for example, right? Is he going to play? If he doesn't play, who steps in for him? Questionable 
you know, tags, who's eligible with COVID concern, all that stuff. We usually don't even know that from the NFL until Thursday's episode, right? Wednesday practice reports come out. So Thursday episode, we'll be dropping some of that stuff. So Thursday, Friday is really when we have the information anyway. We don't usually have a lot until then. So please hold tight and join us Sunday morning. All right, I will dive through a couple of these, though, here first. All right, let's dive with my man MB. With Ertz seemingly on good terms with Philadelphia, do we drop Goddard for Ertz? I would not drop Dallas Goddard. I would hope that it's week one, man. You have so many options probably that are unknown. You know, handcuffs, fifth string wide receivers, a third quarterback or tight end that you're just holding to see what happens. Maybe you have someone you can drop into your IR slot. Maybe you have a rookie that you're hoping proves, right? If you have anybody else, I would drop them. Honestly, yes, Zach Ertz might get more work than Dallas Goddard, but at this point, Dallas Goddard, I think, is a better athlete and a better option for Philadelphia. It's going to be frustrating while he's healthy. I would not draft Goddard for Ertz, but if you can remove somebody else and bring in Ertz to see what happens this week, go for it, but don't just drop somebody for Zach Ertz. Now, if he goes off this weekend, right? He's going to be a big waiver wire pickup because we know what we used to have with Zach Ertz. Unfortunately, I think those days are behind us. I would not drop Goddard for Ertz. I would keep Goddard. If you can squeeze Ertz somehow now, otherwise, then go for it. All right, let me jump in here. Will Hayes, who should I start in my flex spot? Damian Harris, Ronald Jones, Tyler Higby, or Cortland Sutton. This is PPR. So Ronald Jones going in Thursday night uh, against the Cowboys. Tyler Higby going this week, Sunday night football against the Bears. Damian Harris going up against the Dolphins. And then Cortland Sutton going up against the Giants. In PPR, I lean a pass catcher. Neither one of those running backs is a pass catcher. Yes, they might get a lot of work. But I would imagine if they're your flex, you have two other great running backs ahead of those guys. So I would not play Harris or Rojo. Either one of them can score on the goal line, could break a big run, and obviously that could always backfire. But in PPR, I'm looking at Higby or Sutton. Sutton hasn't been 100% yet, and I do think Jerry Judy starts to become that number one. Tyler Higby against the Bears I think is a good option. I think volume is Sutton. Best chance for a touchdown is going to be Tyler Higby. So one of those two guys, I think it's a coin flip all summer long. Bobby's been big on Tyler Higby, and we've all been big on Jerry Judy. So I might lean Higby there, but volume, I would go with Cortland Sutton. And um, floor, I think I would go with uh, Tyler Higby for the touchdown opportunity. Okay. Uh, MB just commenting here. Bills isn't actually a bad team to miss on. Their good players are all taken high. Exactly, right? So I was shocked I didn't have any Bills, but then I actually looked at it. I'm like, well, Josh Allen goes in like the third round not going quarterback that early. And if I do, it's Kyler Murray because he's my number one quarterback on this season. So I'm not going Mahomes. I'm not going Allen. It's been Kyler Murray if I go that early, but I usually don't anyway, so I miss on him. Stephon Diggs, I don't know how I missed him in the second round of all of these drafts, but I usually go running back in the first round if I can. If I'm on the turn, maybe I, you know, Tyreek Kill might have fallen. Maybe Travis Kelsey fell in an instance. I'm really high on Nick Chubb. Um, you know, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, uh, maybe Devontae Adams fell that far on the turn. Um, New Hopkins, right? I mean, DK Metcalf, I'm high on too. So it just didn't work out that I had Stephon Diggs. Love Josh Allen, love Stephon Diggs. Both of those guys are going to be 
weak and league winners potentially. I just somehow didn't end up with them, which was very surprising. Okay, last question here. I'm going to get back to it. MB, my bench is Connor Pittman, Tony Jones, Russell Gage, and Mooney. And again, you were looking at Ertz. So, you know, um, keep Mooney, keep Pittman, keep Tony Jones. I could drop, personally, I could drop Russell Gage or James Connor. If you have more running backs, drop Connor. If you have more wide receivers, drop Gage. See what happens with both those guys. Honestly, though, I keep them both on my squad until Ertz does something notable. All right. Yes, he might have six catches for 60 yards and a touchdown, but Goddard might also have the same stat line. They're going to be hit or miss. I would not drop one of those other guys if you need the depth for Zach Ertz just yet. But if you can handle it, then go for it. Okay. You got Cook and, oh, Cook and Nuke on the turn. Yeah. And Keenan Allen. Excellent. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm going to jump into this other half here and go through my players quickly a player breakdown, and then I will get into all of my 2021 bold predictions. Okay, so now I I gave you my team breakdowns, all right? Now let's go with the player breakdowns, and I'm going to blast through these pretty quickly. Some of them are surprising. Some of them make perfect sense. So up at the top, the two players that I have the most shares of this year, Tyler Boyd, Bobby got into my brain and into my blood, and I just couldn't not draft Tyler Boyd in the ninth round every single draft. And in the 11th round, I was picking up Jamal Williams every single time. Tyler Boyd, Jamal Williams, I have the most shares of with five. Five out of eight teams, I have Jamal Williams and I have Tyler Boyd. Tyson Williams, who is now the backup for uh, the Ravens and, and Gus Edwards, right? J.K. Dobbins goes down. Justice Hill goes down, unfortunately. I have Tyson Hill, Tyson Hill in uh, four of my eight leagues. I have Antonio Brown, Raheem Mostert, Gio Bernard, Mike Williams, Kenny Gainwell, Brian Edwards, and DK Metcalf in three of my leagues. Now the list is getting bigger here with two, one, and zero. I have Trey Lance, Tom Brady, Allen Robinson, T. Higgins, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Zeke Elliott, Calvin Ridley, Youngway Koo, Deami Brown, the Washington football team defense, Kenny Yaboa, undrafted free agent, tight end for the Jets, Michael Carter, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Devontae Adams, Terrace Marshall, Kenyon Drake, Matt Stafford, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, Adam Troutman, Najee Harris, Nico Collins, Ryan Tannehill, and Dalvin Cook on two of my teams. Now, obviously, there are many, many, many players in this mix I would love to have on far more than two of my teams, but that is how it shook out, unfortunately. Now, I have all of these guys on one team, and then I have a giant list of guys I somehow didn't pick up at all. All of these guys, the following guys, are on one of my eight teams. Odell Beckham, Jalen Hurd, Justin Fields, Tyler Johnson, Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, 49ers DST, Cole Komet, Kareem Hunt, George Kittle, Darnell Mooney, Chris Evans, backup for Joe Mixon, Royce Freeman, Javante Williams, A.J. Green, Tyler, Kyler Murray, Byron Pringle, Carson Wentz, Naheem Hines, Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, Jalen Waddell, Jalen Hurts, Matt Ryan, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Daniel Jones, Marvin Jones, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamar Jefferson, A.J. Dillon, Christian McCaffrey, Panthers DST, Teddy Bridgewater, Damian Harris, James White, Jonu Smith, Nikhil Harry, Darren Waller, Derek Carr, Cam Akers, holding him in a dynasty league, 
Cooper Cup, Darrell Henderson, Rams DST, Tyler Higby, Justin Tucker, Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, Jawan Johnson, Latavius Murray, Marquez Callaway, Taysom Hill, Tony Jones, Gerald Everett, Big Ben, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Steelers DST, Deshaun Watson, Tyler or Tyrod Taylor, excuse me, Julio Jones, Irv Smith, holding him in a dynasty league as well, Justin Jefferson, and Kellen Mond, holding him in a dynasty league as well. Those are the guys I have one single share of, as you heard. I mean, there's some insane numbers in there that only have one share of, which is embarrassing, namely some top running backs, right? Unfortunately, I only have one share of those guys, but that is how the cookie crumbles. So let me get into all of these players who I do not have a share of somehow. DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Gus Edwards, Chase Claypool, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, C.D. Lamb, who I love, Chris Carson, Montgomery, Woods, Henry, Mike Davis, Pitts, Judy, Diggs, Evans, Mixon, Lockett, Miles Sanders, Ayuk, Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Josh Allen, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Miles Gaskin, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Saquon Barkley, A.J. Brown, and I have no shares of Patrick Mahomes. Those are all the players I do not have any shares of. Now, when you look at this roster and all of the players in this mix, these are all guys going in the first five rounds. I, I stopped it there because there's so many players I don't have shares of, right? Now, in the first five rounds, those are the guys who are uh, going or who are going in the first five rounds. So because of that, of all the players ahead that I ended up getting, right? Because there's a lot of great names that I didn't get, but there's a lot of great names that I did get. So when I pick a Devontae Adams, right, or a Dalvin Cook or a Zeke Elliott or a Tyreek Hill or a Nick Chubb, right, Allen Robinson, T. Higgins, you know, Keenan Allen, whatever. When I pick one of those guys, I'm not able to pick one of the other guys. Now, what just happened to happen in, I picked in the middle of drafts for the most part. I picked 101 in a rookie league, 101 in the TCK listener league. I picked 11th in two other leagues, and then I picked sixth in like four different leagues. It just happened to work out that way with the random generator. When I did that, I had similar players in my areas when I was drafting. Therefore, if guys were going on the turns, I wasn't reaching or they were taken before me. Right. Or I was having a double up. So maybe I was going like instead of two wide receivers, I was going like wide receiver, running back, and then maybe a quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back. So I wasn't doubling up on guys. So there's a lot of players in this mix I wasn't able to get. Again, I have no shares of all of these players Swift Moore, James Rob, Swift DJ Moore, James Robinson, Jacobs Edwards, Claypool, Aaron Jones, Taylor Lamb. Carson Montgomery, Woods, Henry, Mike Davis, Pitts, Judy, Diggs, Evans, Mixon, Lockett, Miles Sanders, Ayu, Kelsey, Eckler, Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Josh Allen, Godwin, Thielen, Gaskin, Edward Zilaire, Barkley, A.J. Brown, and Patrick Mahomes. I was shocked that I didn't have any of those players, but I've got a lot of other great ones in my opinion. And Tyler Boyd and Jamal Williams, of all players, were the ones that I had the most of because you can get great value in the ninth round for Tyler Boyd, 11th round for Jamal Williams. Tyson Williams started picking him up as my last pick when um, J.K. Dobbins went down, and then he ended up getting the second round when Justice Hill went down, so I picked him off of waivers as well. Keep an eye on those guys. Okay, we got another couple questions coming in. 
before we do that, I'm going to take a quick break here. Just take a breath. Again, I'm rolling solo today. So I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and then I will come back for you all and get into my 2021 predictions and some of your quick questions. All right, I want to take a breath here and give a shout out to the Jersey Jungle. Y'all know how we do this. The Jersey Jungle, DM them on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one or two jerseys and 15% off of three jerseys. I have Nick Chubb and Alvin Kamara behind me. I had uh, Colin Kaepernick and Justin Herbert behind me last week. I'm going to swap them out next week. I swap them out every single week. The jerseys behind me are from the Jersey Jungle. Stitch and Twill, they got football, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey. They have home and away, camo. They have retro jerseys, custom jerseys. Check them out, the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. My man Trenton will take care of you. DM them, the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK. Receive 10 to 15% off of your jerseys. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM them and hit him up. Okay. Let's get into our 2021 predictions, and I'm going to quickly go through a couple of these. Again, start sits Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Will Hayes, PPR, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones. I am going to go with Marvin Jones against Houston. They're horrendous. He seems to be the number one. I'll go with Marvin Jones, assuming he's healthy. But Cortland Sutton's also a bit beat up. Half PPR, AB or Deontay Johnson. I love Antonio Brown. And going up against Dallas, I think A.B. has a nice game. Deontay Johnson going up against probably Trey White and the Bills. He's going to get peppered with targets, but I like A.B. Man, this one might bite me, and I apologize if it burns you. Deontay Johnson's the stud you should start. But in the matchup, if Trey White is the guy that covers him, I think Claypool and Juju have a big game and Najee Harris too. I'm actually going to lean Antonio Brown. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and go A.B., in half PPR. I think he has a touchdown upside here. All right. Do I start uh, Damian Harris over Saquon in week one? Damian Harris going up against the Dolphins. Saquon going against the Broncos. Look, man, you're not going to want to hear this, but yes, I would. I've been fading Saquon all summer, though, right? Yes, Saquon could be Saquon, and this could blow up in your face. I would rather it blow up on my bench and be like, oh, man, I should have started Saquon. Now I know he's healthy. Now I know the Giants' offensive line is not terrible. Now I know Daniel Jones can move the ball and they score points. Now I know that they can go up against a great defensive line in the Denver Broncos and Saquon could be Saquon. I want to know that on my bench, then assume it's going to happen and get burned playing Saquon and have him you know, rush 15 times for 32 yards, right? Like he did last year, first week against the Steelers. Broncos are legit. They're healthy. I don't love it. I would go Damian Harris. Now, PPR upside is low because he doesn't catch the ball much, but I think he could have a bigger game than Saquon unless Saquon just dominates. Non-PPR is what you're working with. I would go Damian Harris. Okay, I'm going to switch gears here and blast out my NFL predictions for 2021. I'll make this short and sweet. I'm just going to blast out basically who I think is going to win each division and then the playoff teams, give you my Super Bowl pick, as well as my award winners this year. Okay, let's start in the NFC. NFC West, unfortunately, you guys know I'm a 49er fan. The Rams have the most complete team. I think the Niners do you know, make the playoffs. I'll get to them in a second. But the Rams are the most complete team, best defense in the NFC, arguably outside of the Buccaneers. And the 49ers, if they're not healthy, and Washington football team is still young. But Jalen Ramsey and, and – uh, 
Donald is just too dominant uh, with everybody else there. So I like the Rams to win the NFC West, unfortunately. NFC East, I'm going to ride the football team again this year. NFC North, I'm going to stick with the Packers. As long as Rodgers is there, they're winning the division. NFC South, Buccaneers by probably four games. Now, the top seed and gets that bye and home field advantage, I think, is also the Buccaneers this year. Last year, it was the Packers. I think it's going to be the Buccaneers this year. Wild card spot number one, I'm going to give it to my Niners. I think they outlast the Seahawks, and I think they outlast the Cardinals. I think they outlast other teams in that division, like the Eagles, um, you know, the Saints maybe, right? The Panthers could be uh, much better. The Bears, Vikings, I think they outpace them, make that wild card spot, and I'm going to lean the Cowboys. If Dak is healthy, it just doesn't make sense to me that the Cowboys can't get a wild card spot at least. I'm going to give it to the Cowboys. So the Rams, football team, Packers, and Buccaneers are the division winners. Buccaneers get the number one seed. 49ers and Cowboys get the wild card spots. AFC, AFC West, Chiefs. They get that number one seed too. It just makes sense. AFC East, I'm going to stick with the Bills. AFC North, I'm going to go with the Browns. Browns over the Ravens, Browns over the Steelers. I'm going to stick with the Browns here of the AFC North. AFC South, I'm going to stick with the Titans as well. I just don't think the Colts will be quite ready, and I can't count on Carson Wentz to be healthy all season. Top seed again goes to the Chiefs. Wild card spot number one, Ravens. Wild card spot number two, Chargers. Chargers lost seven games last year by less than a touchdown. They turn half of those around. They're a 10, 11, 12 win team. That could be good for wild card. I think they beat out the Broncos, beat out the Raiders in their own division. Chiefs are the Chiefs. I think the Chargers have a good shot to make the playoffs as a wild card spot there. Okay. Now, here's I have a brain prediction, a heart prediction, and a gut prediction for the playoffs. We'll start with my brain. My brain tells me the Buccaneers are the best NFC team if all healthy. Makes sense. Brady returning everybody. They did it last year. Buccaneers in the NFC. That's my brain call. My heart, of course, wants the 49ers to stay healthy. They were in the Super Bowl just two years ago in 2019. Should have beat the Chiefs. Jimmy Garoppolo overthrows Emmanuel Sanders. The rest is history, right? Uh, Uncle Sherm gets burned. Tyreek Hill wide open. Sammy Watkins wide open. Big plays. The Chiefs end up stealing that one. 49ers, if healthy, could make a run. That's what my heart wants. And then my gut tells me it's time for the Packers. They've been to consecutive... NFC Championship games, and can't get it done. I think this is the last draw for Rodgers. I think he goes out on top. I think he has a chance to win the MVP again this year because I think he's going to go insane, honestly. So my gut tells me the Packers are due, but my brain tells me it's the Bucks, and my heart wants it to be the Niners. In the AFC, my brain tells me it's the Chiefs. Just makes the most sense. Two consecutive Super Bowls, probably a third one here, maybe even a rematch with the Buccaneers. Now, my heart wants the Chargers to make it. You guys know I love Justin Herbert. Watch him in high school. Watch him down the street here in Eugene, Oregon. Love him as the Ducks. I think he's legit. If Austin Eckler gets healthy and stays healthy and that defense stays healthy for the first time in three years, they could make a run in the AFC. My heart wants the Chargers to do it. And my gut tells me the Browns, the Browns could be due. They've been ascending every single season. If it's not the Bills, who I don't have on this list, if it's not the Bills, I think the Browns could make that trip. They should have beat the Chiefs last year. Should have beat the Chiefs last year. And I think they would have been a great matchup moving forward in the rest of the AFC playoff for the most complete team. Kevin Stefanski got coach of the year last year. 
I think if they can stay healthy and Baker can stay efficient, which he was second half of the year, defense is much improved. That secondary is much improved. Odell is back. Chubb stays healthy. That offensive line is great. The Browns could surprise here. That's my gut call. So my brain tells me the Super Bowl is going to be the Chiefs and the Bucks. last year's rematch. My heart wants it to be 49ers versus the Chargers. 1994 rematch when my Niners got the best of the Chargers. And my gut tells me it might be the Packers and the Browns. If Chiefs and Bucks play, I'm going to go with the Bucks Again, repeat for Brady. He might even retire after going for two of them. My heart gives me the Niners and the Chargers. I got to go with the Niners, of course. I'm going to pick the Niners if, if the heart call comes up. And if the gut call comes up with the Packers and the Browns, Man, I have a tough one here. Packers are due. Aaron Rodgers is due. It would cement his legacy. He has that one Super Bowl, but he needs a second one. Uh, even Eli Manning has two. Rodgers has to get that second one. I just think the Browns are the most complete team, though, if they get to that stage. Better defense, better all-around team, better run game. We all know that great defenses beat great offenses when it – Push comes to shove. We saw last year with the Buccaneers taming the Chiefs. So I got to lean Browns over the Packers if my gut call is there. Okay, here are my predictions for MVP. Josh Allen, I think, uh, takes another step. Now the Bills don't make it very far in the playoffs, in my opinion, because I just don't think without a run game, they just can't make it happen. Great defense and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, without a run game, I don't think it happens, but I think he could go for MVP this year. My dark horse MVP is Ryan Tannehill. Therefore, I'm going to give him Offensive Player of the Year. Bring in Julio Jones. Still have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown. Great offensive lineman. Improving defense. Terrible division. I, I like Ryan Tannehill to be a dark horse MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. Devin White of the Buccaneers. Dude is an animal. Had a great Super Bowl. Great playoffs last year. I think this kid is going to be incredible for a long time. Stays healthy. Devin White for the Buccaneers. Going to be... Uh, the defensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year. It's always a quarterback. It's probably a quarterback, but I'm going to go against the grain here and go with Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris has a huge year this year. 12, 15 touchdowns as a rookie. Yes, it's possible. I think he could have 1,500 yards as a rookie. And if the Steelers are winning games, I think that Najee Harris could have a ploy here. So I'll give him offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons with the Cowboys. You know, Dan Campbell came over from the Falcons and basically redid that entire defense to center around Micah Parsons, right? Their first round pick. I think Micah Parsons is the real deal out of Penn State. If he can stay healthy, him and Van Der Esch, I think are going to be incredible, right? Jalen Smith. So if they can do that, I think it's going to be um, a great season for Micah Parsons. He is my defensive rookie of the year. Comeback player of the year, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. This one seems obvious, but Dak Prescott has to be, right? Played five games last year, was on pace to break all records, didn't. I think Dak Prescott comes back. The Cowboys do well, make the playoffs, as I mentioned. Dak Prescott ends up being the comeback player of the year and coach of the year. Last year was Kevin Stefanski for the Browns, much deserved. But I think it's going to be Sean McDermott for the Buffalo Bills. If Josh Allen is playing at an MVP level, which I think he will, and they make another run in the playoffs, Sean McDermott was second last year in in, uh, in coach of the year voting, outlasted obviously by Kevin Stefanski. I think Sean McDermott can get over that hump this year if they can improve that run game, better up the defense. And look, if they get an upset victory in the playoffs over the Chiefs 
or they take care of the Titans or they take care of the Browns or the Ravens. They get two big wins in the playoffs, even if they don't make it all the way to the Super Bowl or win it. I think Sean McDermott will be the coach of the year. Josh Allen could be the MVP. And I didn't mention the Brown or the Bills, excuse me, as the AFC contender, but I would not be shocked at all if they not only make the Super Bowl, but win it. I just don't think they're going to with the lack of run game that we saw last year. And if anything happens to Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs, they have zero depth. Zero depth. I do not believe in Truth Bitsky, and I'm worried about the rest of that team. So, Josh Allen MVP, Ryan Tannehill, Offensive Player of the Year, Devin White, Defensive Player of the Year, Najee Harris, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Dak Prescott, and Coach of the Year, Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Football Bills. All right, y'all, that's my predictions for 2021, and that's a look at my rosters, the players I drafted a lot of, the players I didn't draft a lot of somehow, and the teams in which they reside with. I appreciate you hanging tight with me here on a solo podcast. I don't do many of these anymore. Um, We have so many hosts and guests nowadays, but it feels good to do a solo pod every once in a while, so appreciate hanging with me. This is episode 447. Stick around with us on Sunday morning. Again, please come out. Make sure you're there early so you can get in and get your questions in so we can get to you. Sunday morning, start, sit, show every single Sunday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time. If you're on the West Coast like myself, stream live on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe right here to the Fantasy Focused Network channel. Hit that bell, and then you'll know when we're coming on YouTube.com forward slash Fantasy Focused for those of you on the podcast side. Make sure you come and Hit us out, MB. Thanks for sticking with us, man. I appreciate you guys. Um, Austin Eckler, look, man, It's if he plays, you play him. If you don't, Josh J- uh, Justin Jackson's the guy to pick up. Larry Roundtree, worth a stash right now if you can. It's unfortunate. I got to know more. I don't know enough to answer you accurately. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Check with me Sunday morning. We'll have more information on Austin Eckler. And trust me, man, <laughs> I'm watching just as close as you are. Okay, everybody, I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate all of you sticking around here. Once again, make sure you find me on Twitter at my name, Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. I'm on Instagram as well, fantasy football underscore T-C-K pod. And also make sure to subscribe to YouTube, Fantasy Focus, anywhere you listen to Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. You can hear it on the Believe Podcast Networks. Leave a rate and review there. And, of course, make sure that you give us a like and a follow and subscribe to anything Fantasy Focused, or Candlestick Kids. This episode and all episodes of the TCK are brought to you by Bet Online and Play Action Pools. Go hit them up. Listen to the ad read at the very beginning again for all of those uh, promo codes and get it in as we get ready for week one. I'm excited about the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Enjoy it. Football is here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. I'll catch you next time. We'll see you Sunday morning, and I'll catch you on the next episode with our man Bucky, 447 in the books. Y'all have a great rest of your day. I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.